Welcome to the ITE Talks Transportation Podcast from the Institute of Transportation Engineers. Each month, we'll bring you conversations with thought leaders in transportation on the future of the industry. joining us for another episode of the ITE Talks Transportation Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Wagenblast. For 2022, much of the transportation focus is going to be on the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was passed by Congress and signed into law by the president late last year. And earlier this year, USDOT introduced the National Roadway Safety Strategy, which lays out actions to reduce the death toll on our nation's highways and streets, including by adopting the safe system approach, which ITE has been championing for many years. Today on the ITE Talks Transportation podcast, I speak with U.S. Deputy Secretary of Transportation, Polly Trottenberg, about these important initiatives and how they'll impact transportation in the United States. Polly, thank you so much for joining us on ITE Talks Transportation. Well, thanks for having me, Bernie. USDOT recently announced the National Roadway Safety Strategy, which embraces the safe system approach to reduce roadway fatalities and serious injuries. Now, this is a topic ITE has been championing for some time, and they've applauded the department on this announcement. So tell me, why was now the right time for USDOT to make this announcement? And how is this strategy going to impact USDOT's efforts to improve safety? Thanks for the question, Bernie. And Look, the the timing was driven by a couple of different things, but let's start with, you know, what we're seeing on U.S. roadways right now. And I think, you know, as we are coming out of, hopefully coming out of the COVID epidemic, we have not seen a good couple of years in terms of fatalities. We we just put out our numbers. It looks like for 2020, nearly 39,000 fatalities on U.S. roadways. And, you know, tragically, our predictions for 2021 are going to be even higher. And I think, you know, Bernie, we've, we're also seeing it. I you know, was previously in New York City. We're seeing it in a lot of major cities around the country, New York and, and Washington, where I am now, uh, unfortunately, record-breaking fatalities. And, you know, as I always say, these are not just numbers. These are our family, our friends, our, our coworkers, our neighbors, our, our fellow Americans. So, you know, we have since the Biden administration came in the door, been thinking about, you know, what can we do at the national level to really move the needle on what has clearly become a tragic set of trends moving in the wrong direction. And look, we're a big agency. We have a lot of different stakeholders. So it took us some time, you know, under the the leadership of our great secretary, Secretary Buttigieg, to think through what are the authorities we have in each part of our agency from federal highways, federal motor carriers, NHTSA, you know, what are the funding streams? What are the regulatory approaches? What are the partnerships we can form? And then we were very fortunate, you know, we were working at the same time in tandem on the big infrastructure bill. Mm -hmm. And so as we were designing the National Roadway Safety Strategy, we were also working in tandem on some of the legislative pieces we knew we would want some, you know, regulatory and convening authorities and and opportunities for NHTSA for FMCSA, some real dollars to put towards some of these challenges, particularly a program we're very excited about, uh, the Safe Streets for All program, $6 billion, which is going to go directly to localities. 
a chance to work again and double down with state DOTs and diving into the data. So it, it sort of became a moment when we were looking at the trends as we're you know, still coming out of COVID, working on a big reauthorization and bold new infrastructure bill with incredible new resources, and then just pulling together within our big department what are all the things we wanted to tackle? And you know, you've seen sort of the approach we're taking, as you said, the safe systems approach. You know, I think building on some of the principles that some of us who came from state and local government, myself included, uh, practice with Vision Zero, and you know, a systematic design, looking at you know how we are sort of not only focusing on engineering but education. In our case, we have a lot of regulatory authorities and. You know, we couldn't be, I think, more excited to sort of really dive in in a federal at the federal level in a way, Bernie, that I don't I don't think USDOT has ever done before. Mm -hmm. As you talk about this strategy, obviously trying to achieve this strategy is going to require buy in at both the state and the local level, something I think that you can relate to from your previous service at New York City DOT. <laughs> I can. How do you think DOT support of state and local agencies on implementing the strategy is going to be effective and what kind of guidance and funding, obviously funding is a big part of it, are going to be available to support this plan? Yeah, no, it, it's a great question. And I, I think USDOT, th there's sort of several ways that, that we can have influence. You mentioned funding and funding is obviously high on the list. Um, you know, one of our major activities as an agency is grant making. And, you know, one thing this, the, the bipartisan infrastructure law has given us is not only a lot of formula funds, but over $200 billion in discretionary dollars, where we have, you know, much more of a say in sort of setting the priorities. And safety is one of the top priorities. And so we are going to have the ability through those programs to, I think, really incentivize at the state and local level you know, a number of safety projects and, and incentivize, I think, some really hopefully creative approaches. After sort of our grant making abilities, we are a big regulatory agency and we're a safety regulatory agency, as you know, Bernie, across all, a bunch of modes. I mean, mm -hmm. actually, we are the biggest regulator in aviation, mm -hmm. um, but we are also clearly, you know, through FMCSA and NHTSA, a, a roadway regulator with a you know, particular focus on vehicle design and on truck safety. The funding we've gotten in this bill is going to give us, I think, more opportunities to delve deeper into that regulatory practice. And there's some things that are mandated in the bill, you know, for example, for NHTSA to look at an interlock, you know, at, a, at a, some sort of a, a passive interlock device um, to cut back on drunken driving. So we have some particular mandates and then some other areas we're going to be pursuing. You know, last we have, you know, in addition to the funding and the regulatory authorities, we do have a bully pulpit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are fortunate. We have, you know, a fantastic secretary and a lot of great leaders throughout the agency who are very passionate on the topic of roadway safety. I'll put myself in that category, but our, our federal highway administrator, Stephanie Pollack, our acting um, FMCSA administrator, Robin Hutchison, who actually came from being a local DOT commissioner in Minneapolis and Salt Lake City, Steve Cliff, who is our acting NHTSA administrator. So, you know, we have just, I think, an extraordinary group of leaders. And I would also say at USDOT, we are blessed with an incredible career staff, mm -hmm. people who have devoted their whole careers to saving lives on our roadways. 
Um, so with that kind of a team, and I think new resources and new regulatory authority, I'm really hoping this, this will be a period where we will really start to turn you know, those very tragic trends around on our roadways and, and you know, start to start to maybe join some of our, you know, some of our European counterparts who have just been so much more successful than we have, frankly, in reducing roadway fatalities. You talked about the bully pulpit and Secretary Buttigieg was very visible, especially during the time leading up to the passage of the bipartisan infrastructure bill. How do you see that bully pulpit continuing to be used to try to accomplish some of these very ambitious goals that you're setting out? You know, I think I would say um, so fun to join an administration and work with a secretary. And they're, I'm going to say this about all the secretaries, you know, a group that I just think, you know, after many years in government, it's kind of a dazzling group of cabinet secretaries. And they are all incredibly powerful communicators, have a special, special fondness for my own. But, you know, <laughs> I would mention many others. We spent a lot of time working with, with the Department of Energy and Secretary Granholm and Administrator Regan at EPA. And just, I think you know, on sort of sort of the infrastructure group, we have, I think, a, a tremendous set of leaders. And, you know, that has, I think, helped bring a lot of people in transportation, particularly, to follow the debate, to be interested, that aren't necessarily our traditional constituencies, you know, and Bernie, you know this, you know, that there's a certain group of folks that love transportation and follow it deeply. But, you know, there's a lot of folks that they think of it in terms of day to day, how they get around, but they're not necessarily following what USDOT is doing or the big federal policy issues. And, you know, I think having this high visibility cabinet that they're such gifted communicators, you know, they're great on Twitter. They're great on, you know, late night talk shows that they reach a bunch <laughs> of on, on radio shows. They reach a bunch of audiences that aren't always tuned into what we're doing. And I, I just think that's been, it's been tremendous. And I think one thing we're hoping it will really translate into you know, excitement and participation at the local level. You know, in the end, we're USDOT and we have all these resources, but our, we sort of rise and fall on the success of what, you know, local communities and states are doing on the ground. Are they building good projects? Are they building good safety projects? Are they making investments, you know, in not only mobility, but, you know, some of the things that, you know, our administration cares about? equity, tackling climate change, creating good jobs. Um, so I think being able to communicate with new generations and, and some non-traditional audiences, I, I think we're really hoping it's going to help us achieve some of these big goals. Deputy Secretary Trottenberg will be back in just a moment after this message. Do you want to reach more than 16,000 transportation professionals? Podcasts like this one are a great way to reach a dedicated audience of listeners. Sponsoring an ITE podcast is a cost-effective way to gain exposure and build brand awareness. ITE offers podcasts on key issues like mobility as a service, safety, connected and automated vehicles, and transportation systems management and operations, ensuring your message is heard by the right people. For more information, contact Tima Good at tima.good at the YGS Group Dot com. That's T-I-M-A dot G-O-O-D at the Y-G-S group dot com. I'd like to build a little bit on that word that you mentioned just a moment ago in the answer. You were talking about equity. And how does USDOT intend to build equity into the implementation process as discretionary decisions are made and the funds are distributed? It's a great question. And I have to say, um, I'm 
very proud to be part of an administration that has this much of a focus on equity, really from the president, the vice president on down. It really has infused all of this administration since day one. And, you know, if you look to what the administration did right when they, you know, hit the door on day one, you know, the president issued a series of executive orders that spoke particularly to equity, to what we call Justice 40, which is looking at ways to ensure particularly that sort of clean energy investments are benefiting, you know, traditionally um, underserved communities. It has infused, even before we passed our big uh, bipartisan infrastructure law, it has become a major priority in all our discretionary grant programs. It has become an important priority in how we talk with our grantees, with, with state and local DOTs, with, with, with all our partners, be they in the aviation sector, be they in the rail sector, the transit sector, you name it. It, mm-hmm. it is also something though we're not just sort of talking the talk with our grantees and our partners. It's something we're also trying to walk the walk on internally focusing tremendously on, for example, our own hiring and contracting processes to make sure that the U.S. DOT workforce represents, you know, what the American population looks like. And that's a challenge in transportation, as you know, Bernie. Mm -hmm. It's traditionally been a very male-dominated industry, not, not always so welcoming to people of color. So, you know, we know we have more to do in-house there, you know, we're also looking at how we spend our own dollars in terms of making sure they're contracting opportunities for women and minority-owned businesses and, and, and focusing on that as well as the grant dollars go out the door. So, you know, for us, this is, you know, we often talk in the federal government, the whole of government approach, which means sort of we look at every asset and, and every aspect of what we're doing in every agency's at the table. And I would say when it comes to equity, probably more than anything else in this administration, we are whole of government. Circling back to talking about the bipartisan infrastructure legislation, obviously that's a major focus for USDOT this year, and I would imagine probably for several years to come. Tell us a little bit more about the administration's perspective on this historic and expansive legislation and how the department is going to be moving forward with implementation, if you would, please, Polly. Well, let me, for your your listeners, who who I know are a sophisticated crowd, but, but just to give a little sort of a little bit of the flavor of what we're dealing with here. I, I'm someone, Bernie, as you know, I've worked, you know, in transportation for many years and was on Capitol Hill for many years. My rule of thumb is that this bill represents about 25 years worth of typical transportation legislating that we're implementing in, you know, a period of a few years. So, so it, is a, it is a very, very big undertaking. It's going to transform USDOT and, and some of our sister agencies like EPA, like Department of Interior, like Department of Energy. So there is a big transformation that is coming around from these investments. You know, it is a big but exciting job to implement. It is the largest investment in passenger rail in the history of our country. It is the largest investment in mass transit in the history of our country. We are standing up a whole new EV charging program. So incredible investment opportunities that will, I think, transform American infrastructure, start to tackle climate change in a serious way and chip away at something that all of us in this field have talked about. And I know it's been an interest, you know, the experts at ITE, you know, chipping away at the backlog of just the basic maintenance and repair that is needed for so much of our infrastructure, for our bridges, for our roadways, for our transit systems, modernizing our ports. You know, the the possibilities here are very, very exciting. And look, I, I would just say this, Bernie, I'm, I mean, you can go your whole career sort of waiting for a moment like this legislatively and just to be 
at USDOT at this moment for me, it, you know, it is it's kind of a dream come true. <laughs> Well, we have certainly enjoyed this opportunity to, to chat with you. Uh, you know, it's been a few years. And like I said, last time we talked was when you were at New York City DOT, but certainly great to get an update as to what's going on at USDOT. So much of the focus of what's going on is transportation related in this country. So even people who aren't in the transportation industry, I think, are very aware of how so many things are affecting transportation and how transportation has an impact on so much of our lives. So I very much appreciate you taking the time out to, to chat with us today. All right. Well, well, thanks, Bernie. And I'll just give you one closing note because you mentioned, you, you sort of raised something I just would hit on how, how transportation affects our lives. You know, and again, I think it is a message that I think we are always trying to send from USDOT. And we have a secretary who I think is great at it, which is, right, we can throw all these numbers around and all these programs. But in the end, the, the exciting part of what we're going to do here is we're going to help people get to work. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, you know, help connect people to, to jobs and opportunities. We're, we're gonna, you know, we're, we're gonna try and re-knit neighborhoods that were perhaps torn apart in the interstate era. We're, we're gonna strengthen our supply chain, and we're gonna sometimes focus on very local projects though that can have a big impact. We're gonna build that bike lane or, or or fix that that bus route. So, right, just to translate it into things that matter, you know, in our everyday lives. That's that's what this is really gonna be about in the end. And and we're just looking forward to to rolling up our sleeves. Well, we've been talking on this episode of ITE Talks Transportation with Polly Trottenberg, the Deputy Secretary of the U.S. Department of Transportation. Polly, again, thanks so much for taking the time out to chat with me. Thanks, Brandon. Great to talk to you. If you'd like more information about the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act and how it affects ITE members and the transportation industry, please visit ite.org IIJA.